Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And she's setting up her microphone. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> so I'm going to talk while she's doing work. I'm doing it backwards. I'm doing it wrong. The reason we set, we did it this way is because we had just watched uh, the new trailer that dropped, like, today, the day we're recording this. Ooh, so now we're going behind the kimono, and you're seeing the truth of when we record. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying things. I'm still panicking about this microphone. All right. Now take your time to get set up. Uh, but anyway, we watched the uh, next trailer for The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And it's certainly thematic and spoopy and spunky and yeah, fun. Yeah, so we saw uh, Harvey for the first time, and he just sort of looks like a dude. He looks like a more, ha- and I mean, I think this guy's very handsome, but he looks like a more handsome version of Evan... Peters. I can see that. He has the same hair that um, he had. And he's got sort of that pointy, pointy but rounded face. Yeah, we only really see him for like, in clear view for a while. Even then, it's not clear view. It's dark. But we get, we get a bit. So we learn a few things to make us sure. Uh, We learn a few things uh, for sure, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Sabrina lives at the Spellman Mortuary. With her aunts. Yep, she already knows she has magic. It's not going to be one of those things where it's like, and also, you're a, you're a witch, Sabrina. Nope, she knows she's a witch, but now on her 16th birthday, she has to choose. Well. Because <laughs> she's half mortal, which is so she, yeah. canon. So That's she's true. half witch. Yeah, yeah. She has to choose between the witch side of her family, which, I mean, I yes. I think her mortal family's all dead. Okay. Yeah, so they have to either choose her family path or a friend path, but if she's half witch, it means they're both family path, whatever. That's the whole thing. I don't care. She's just got to choose between her two sides, and if you say, oh, I have to choose between part of my family and another part of my family, you can't see fun party scenes yeah. in the trailer. Yeah, so I would assume the first episode is that dark baptism thing that we saw. And her, like, yeah, and her running out. And yeah, then... with like the blood on her forehead. I think so. Which gave, which gave us like because so they do this they do this thing where this guy who's an actor I've definitely seen in other stuff. He usually plays like creepy teachers. Mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Um, like they do this whole thing with blood and he puts blood on her forehead and then she runs out because I feel like there's a better time to, you know, make those decisions. Make those decisions, but you know that's yeah. You know when it comes up in front of your face, yeah, that's when you actually like. And to be, I fair, don't want to give my soul to Satan. She's real f- sixteen. And she looks sixteen. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, uh, but she runs. She runs off, and then so at every single shot where there's a blood on her on her forehead, I'm like, that's from the first episode. Some intense things are going to happen in that first episode. It looks like sometimes though she has the blood, and she's wearing a different dress. So. Maybe maybe she changes it. Well, no, but we do see the moment where she's walking into what I think might be the dark baptism, and her her white dress turns black. Magic. It does go into wearing a wedding dress, which. Fair. Might be on purpose, though. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And, like, the virgin sacrifice and all these things. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff in that. What, what jumped out to you about the trailer? What's what's one thing you took away from it? Well, I like how she has a friend in her real life world and a friend in her witch world who look very similar. And I'm sure there will be parallels drawn. Yeah. Her friend was, there was her friend who was dressed as Cleopatra. And then there was the witch friend when they were doing their, like... Are we sure those aren't the same people? <gasps> maybe one of her friends is a witch! Well... <laughs> or maybe her normal friends just like to do Wicca stuff. Well, well, we, well we, I mean, we saw that, um... Uh, oh, the the black girl with, like, the white streaks in her hair. Mm-hmm. Like, the really, like, mm-hmm. tight cornrows, it looks like. Um, she is definitely a witch. 
Yes, but is she also the Cleopatra friend that they used to represent? <laughs> like, oh, my everyday world. Maybe. Also, her birthday is Halloween. Yes, her birthday is Halloween. Uh, like, there's a cake that said Happy Halloween, and they cross it out with birthday. Like, a Happy Halloween ice cream cake is a normal thing. And like, they couldn't buy her a cake that says Happy Birthday, Sabrina. <laughs> like that. Like that was a that's on purpose. That's, oh yeah, that is a goof. They goofed on Sabrina. And you know what? There are there were some fun like little goofs and yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, we. It I, doesn't seem as CWE as Riverdale. No, it's the. I'm more excited about uh, about this, and we've had some people ask us like, "Are we going to do a like a thing going through Sabrina?" I think we might do the pilot to see what it's like. The reason that I don't want don't feel like it works as well is that a lot of our stuff is about how these teenagers are not treated like teenagers. The difference in Sabrina is that she literally has witch things to deal with. Exactly. So she can't be t- treated like a traditional teenager. Yeah, it's like when, when you watch Buffy. Like, yeah, Buffy's doing a lot of things that a teenager shouldn't have to do. But she has to. She <laughs> has to because she one. kills monsters. <laughs> yeah. Which is not something that, you know, teens in, like, Riverdale or the OC, they're just sort of, like, teens. Yeah, just doing teen things. Yeah. Uh, and even when you put in a murder mystery, it's still like... Eh. There, there's still adults who should be dealing with that Jughead yeah. and Betty. Yeah. I know, Keller's not great at policing. <laughs> except for that one time, he was good. And he's good when he's not a cop. Oh, like, yeah. When, when he doesn't have the badge to constrain him. When he can just go rogue, when he can move away from the rules. It's like he follows the law more when, he, when he's not on the job than when he's on the job. He just gets overwhelmed by all those rules he has to follow, all those things he has to check off. I can't keep track of all these rules. I'm just one man. <laughs> I'm the only man on this police force, except for Gary. So, And since this is something that everybody talks about... Aaron, can you imagine that, that thing we just watched, being in the same universe as Riverdale, and we still have to take Riverdale seriously? Yeah, and it does take place in the same world. Also, we've had well, it, scenes... Well, it, no, it, it doesn't. The, 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 it's not the same universe. They are not connected. I thought he said it could be. He want the Yes, the showrunner, Roberto... Um, Etc. Yeah. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. Agar... R-A-S. R-A-S. Yes. Um... Uh... He he really want he keeps on mentioning like oh it could be I kind of want it to be I kind of want to do a crossover. Can you imagine knowing that exists elsewhere and then watching Riverdale? Especially since we've already had scenes that took place in Greendale. Yeah, well, especially because we have, I mean yeah a little bit, um, but especially considering how there's actually cult stuff coming up in mm-hmm. the third season, like you can't. As much as people think, like, oh, it's going to be a fun thing, you can't do it. It would it would ruin Riverdale more. You can't have cults with magic yeah. and then cults with no magic. Yeah, it would make Riverdale, like... A farce. Yeah, it would make it a farce. Because you'd be like, but uh, meanwhile, <laughs> the literal <laughs> devil... <laughs> Unless our mythology is all true, and there are, in fact, vampires and robots and witches in know. Riverdale already. <laughs> I can't imagine looking back and being like, everything we said was true. <laughs> But Kevin, we said it. It's it's canon now. Yeah. Don't you know we're the OG podcast? All right. Well, that was us. That was a Riverdale watch. Riverdale watch. It's coming. <laughs> no, no. Riverdale's coming. Riverdale watch has already happened. It's coming. All right. This is our last OC episode. This is this is our. Uh, and it's not a bad. It's not a terrible it's one. To leave okay it off. One. We can imagine that everything just goes happily ever after after this. Yeah. Actually, a lot of plot lines are wrapped up in and this one. And everyone's real happy. So, I mean, 
if there's one for us to leave it on until Riverdale gives us one of their many breaks. One of their many lengthy breaks. <laughs> it's this. Because this is the OC Season 2, Episode 18, The Risky Business. The Risky Business. Here's something we didn't know. The Coens are obsessed with Tom Cruise. Uh, um, no, no, the the weird thing is that, like, they they definitely know of him, but I feel like Trey's more obsessed with Tom Cruise. Trey is obsessed with Tom Cruise. Everyone else is sort of like, oh yeah, Tom Cruise. Everyone else is just riffing on it. They're like, Trey, one thing you don't know about this house, we make jokes. They also make breakfast. Well, Trey makes breakfast. Yes, Trey's making prison omelets is what I'm calling them. It's basically what Trey also calls them. Yeah, but he, he doesn't know that everybody just eats bagels, so he's uh he's making them making breakfast for maybe everybody, maybe himself, maybe just him, so he can be fueled up for job searching. <laughs> uh, we get a little bit of banter. All the boys talk about their favorite action heroes, and then because. Um, Sandy's older, his is Steve McQueen, and because Trey, once again, is older than the rest of the kids. He also knows who Steve McQueen is. Yes, those four years mean a lot. Big difference. Big <laughs> yeah, that difference. means he knows who knows the great escape, and he knows Steve McQueen. He, I mean, he's been in jail. He knows how to throw a ball off a wall. You know, I would suspect in jail, all they do is watch prison break movies. No, I feel like they would specifically not let them watch those. No, no, no they watch those, and they go, see? So don't do that, because we're on to it. We all watch this movie together. <laughs> we all watch the Shawshank Redemption. Like, That's why none of you allowed posters. <laughs> or Morgan Freeman is a friend. <laughs> Other Morgans? Okay. Morgan Le Fay, you got it. Morgan, don't steal cars? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, last name, don't steal cars. I couldn't remember the last name of the Mindy Project, Morgan. <laughs> Morgan, last name, don't steal cars. <laughs> Anyway, there's bantering. It's cute. They start to pretend that Sandy is their favorite action hero because he fights crime and also surfs and is a dad. And we also got a fun moment there where Trey is like, Trey and Sandy bond a lot here, which is nice. And I kind of wish they picked up on it more. Yeah. They, they, they this, this episode has a lot of weird, like, threads that get just thrown in. Kevin, I figured it out. What? Next episode, Trey and Sandy... Solving crimes on the beach. And the, and the solution to every crime is that Trey did it. Well, <laughs> and Trey's just like, I just got to keep you on your toes, Sandy. <laughs> womp, womp. Oh, man. <laughs> who, who, well, what are, what's, what's, a, what's a beach crime? Who ate all of Sandy's bagels? Oh, who ate all of Sandy's bagels? We're going to have to figure this. It was Trey, wasn't it? Trey, w- w- was it you? Yes. Sandy's surfboard is missing. What a disaster. Trey, did you did you steal my surfboard? I just took it surfing, but then I crashed because I'm not very good at surfing. You said you're going to teach me, but I bought you a new one. I do like the the idea that Sandy tries to make um. We learned the scene Sandy tries to make Kirsten apparently do all of his activities. <laughs> yeah, Kirsten is having none of it. No, she didn't want to golf. He's been trying to convince her to surf, and she's like, no. Again, Sandy, I have a job. <laughs> you have a beach hut. These Sandy, are different. I mean, Sandy does have a job, which we'll sort of get to a little yeah, bit later. Because he goes to his job. Well, he tries he to. He tries to. So uh, everybody, then at that point, everybody bugs Ryan about Marissa. And then Julie Cooper calls, and everyone's like, oh, Julie Cooper. Yeah. 
turns out Julie Cooper is calling because she has already gone to Europe with Caleb. Has her? Have they already gone? Yeah, Kristen says she's gone. Oh, no, right. No, that actually makes sense because the actual problem is that so, yeah, Julie calls. Julie and Caleb went on a European vacation. But their housekeeper got deported. So Marissa needs somewhere to stay. Like, wait, you... you what? <laughs> you just threw that in there. Yeah, that's small like and subtle. Once again, thread being thrown in. And if this was 2018, much bigger plot. <laughs> yeah, but instead, this is 2005, and they're just like, yeah, the housekeeper just ain't there anymore. Sometimes people get deported, so I guess Marissa has to go live with the Coens. Womp womp. <laughs> oh, what a... What a fun hijinks. It's Ron and Marissa. They're going to keep it slow, but now she's going to be there. Oh, no. Under the same roof. For a week. Hijinks. Marissa, to add to these hijinks, decides to pack lingerie for her trip. (laughs) And Summer's like, no. She just likes to sleep in sexy clothes. And she's like, if you don't want to get with Ryan, don't. And Marissa's like, well, I don't. But it's I don't a, want to be hot at nighttime. It's time. really hot. And to be fair, it probably is really probably hot is there. It's really hot. And the other, the, apparently the only other per, uh, pajama she has is flannel. And this is when... Which she, is insane for the OC. Does she not have like a bunch of Jimmy Cooper's old t-shirts? No. One would think he did no. just boat away. <laughs> Leaving all his t-shirts behind. Anyway. Mar- Summer's like, I hope you know what you're getting into. Yeah, the, yeah they're... My, I was mostly spending a lot of this thinking about where she was going to stay because I'm like, well, she can't we, stay in the guest house, in the guest room, because guests never stay in the guest room. So. The guest room is for children to sleep in while the guests sleep elsewhere. And to, like, spoil it, Trey is now one of their children. <laughs> yeah. So Trey stays in the guest room with Brian, Ryan, and Marissa gets the pool house because she's a guest. Yeah, I mean, we can sort of touch on that now, I guess. I, I would have, in my head, taken Ryan, put him back into the pool house, and have him and Trey share the pool house. And have there's Marissa, way more space and way more privacy. Yeah, and have Marissa have the guest room. Yeah. It would make significantly <laughs> more sense. Yeah. it may, <laughs> Their, Give your their lo- logic makes no sense. Because you know that Trey needs privacy. You've said that. Ryan lives in the pool house. Yeah, I'm sure they'd be fine with... Because they're, they're going to be sharing the guest room. Why can't they just share the... Pool house, which is bigger. This also does confirm exactly how many bedrooms they have. Not which enough. is less than I thought there were. Kevin, well, no, we've, we've maybe, already gone through this. All the bedrooms have bars in them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It just, it just means I'm going back to that scene where Jimmy and... um, uh. Way, way yeah. back, where Jimmy and Julie, they were making out in Kirsten and Sandy's bedroom. Yes. That's the only room they could have been making out in. Because they weren't in the guest room. Which, mean, which I mean, that we sort of knew that Kirsten and Sandy's bedroom definitely goes off right into the pool. Yeah, it's on the main floor, I think. <laughs> so, I mean, so retroactively, come on, Jimmy and Julie, not <laughs> in their bed. Gross. Gross. Go to that guest room where guests do not stay. <laughs> Meanwhile, in that bedroom we were talking about... Uh, apparently Sandy is doing his low-income housing thing. Yeah. Or he tries to. He's trying to. He's going off to meet with them, and, but Kirsten got a phone call. Yeah, apparently. A phone call where she's like, oh, no, I'll deal with it. I'll find someone. It's fine. Because everything's Kirsten's problem. There's no further details at this point until she sees Sandy. So, and then we immediately get the details. Yeah. So apparently the Newport group, which is a real... Is, re, the Newport group is a thing. 
Yeah, it still exists. I still don't know what anything in this place is. Despite the fact that we learn later that it's actually Newport Living that's doing this. Anyway, the Newport Group and now Newport Living, which is the magazine. And the co- and whatever company. Is the Newport New- Group also the company? Yeah, that- the Newport Group is company. Okay. Then it why have is a all good the, name. Then, why, then what, why are there all those women? That, like, those just like... Those are volunteers. Those, <laughs> the real estate places? What is their job? What does their company do? What's no, the Newport no. Group? The, okay, so... Yes. What's going on? Newport Group, real estate company. Yes. Sponsors a charity yard sale. However... Okay. Proceeds don't all go to charity. Only half of the proceeds go to well, charity. Yes, it's a pseudo charity. Yeah, the other half go to the people who own the items. Yeah. Also, there's no lawns. Yeah. So it takes place in the country club, I guess. Also, they're all selling it to each other. So those <laughs> women are just volunteers. Okay. They're, they're the committee. Is it they call them, but. They're the noopsies. Yeah, noopsies are just the people who volunteer to help the Newport group with random stuff. Noopsies are housewives in Newport. Newport. Okay. I, I didn't know if they were just like an oh, actual group. I mean, I know they weren't called the Noopsies. I thought they were like the Newport. No, explain, they're not an official yeah, group. Let me say my thing. I thought the Newport group was like a, what do you call it? Like, like a community group. Oh, yes. And that, that was a bunch of, that was mostly just a bunch of gossipy women. No. So they called them the Noopsies. Because <laughs> Julie and the those women there are all the time. Yeah, they're just bored ladies. Okay, so now I'm figuring this out. Season two, episode <laughs> 18. 18. Uh, Newport group. Is, in fact, because here's why I was always confused. Newport Group is the name of Caleb's company. Yes. Who is real estate and yes. also publishes a magazine. Yes. Correct. You're nailing it. Okay. Well, Kirsten, well, they're doing that charity, but apparently they're head of ceremony. Well, no. Kirsten is supposed to be the head of ceremony. Oh. Kirsten's supposed to be in charge of it, but she can't because she has a job. <laughs> two jobs. Which she doesn't do this episode. No. Kirsten has two jobs, in fact, running the Newport Group. Because Julie's gone and Caleb's gone, so yeah. Kristen's in charge. Also running Newport Living, which is the magazine. Because Julie's gone. <laughs> yes. Although Carter's still there. Yeah, we don't... Honestly, she, she spends a lot of time of this actually just also being at the charity doing <laughs> yeah. stuff. So I feel like... I feel like there could have been a something else. Anyways. Anyways, she talks Sandy. It takes a very long time. Yeah. But she talks him into chairing this event. Yeah. By being like, well, it's an honorary position, but also you get to MC, and I know you like to talk to a microphone. Well, she knows he's gonna roast. He's gonna roast them, and he is gonna roast. He is them. gonna roast them. He also would like to sing some show tunes. <laughs> <laughs> so he shows up for his figurehead position. He brings Trey with him because what else is Trey gonna do? Well, because the 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 boys can't help him. They have school, and yeah. Trey is 20. has nothing. So he brings Trey on down, and Trey is gonna do the heavy lifting. The well, women he, are kind of into Trey. The, the same women way they were are kind of into Ryan. Listen, the women are super into Trey. They're they're clearly very attracted to him, as we see later. Mm-hmm. But once again, just a thread thrown into the sweater randomly. Nothing really. It's just like a thing that happens. There's definitely a deleted scene later. I feel we'll like talk about it. Yeah, but like, yeah. but so so anyway, Sandy's like, yeah, I'm also going to help lift things, and they're like, no, Sandy. You have to pick centerpieces. You have to pick tablecloths. This is not just a figurehead position. Yeah, she literally, literally says, like, completely copies what uh, Kirsten, like, the exact words Kirsten said. And you can just see the sorrow melt off of Sandy as he realizes he will do no well, li- low-income. Yes, he will do no low-income housing yeah, today. He'll help, he'll help no poor, poor people today. Only rich people. I'm- I'm mostly upset at Kirsten for just straight up lying to him. Yeah, come she, on. She, like, 
if there's, it's one thing if she never said anything at all. She literally said the exact opposite. Okay, unless they tricked him. Like, if Kirsten was the leader, maybe she wouldn't have had to make any decisions. But because Sandy's there, they're like, hmm. I don't know. Sandy, like, Kirsten's not so shocked when she gets there. Like, clearly Kirsten was secretly like, oh, but secretly he will actually like it. But she still just straight up lied to him. And also, he was... He's going to work. He's trying to do his low-income housing. And once again, she's like, oh, that's silly. Just go help those noopsies. Because literally he's like, oh, well, I'm going to meet with the investors for low-income housing. And she's like, oh, good, so you're not busy. And I'm like, he's helping poor people get houses. What Trey is doing this episode. Yeah, that's what Trey needs. Literally what Trey needs. But before we get into that, Seth is super awkward at school, and he just mimes all the kissing that Ryan and Marissa are going to yeah, do. Yeah, he makes out with the air. And then Marissa walks on up, of course. And this is where it gets to the point that they keep on using a phrase that I hate them using, <laughs> which they keep on saying that Marissa's moving in. For a week. Which she... Which, don't say that. Aaron, if you were coming to live in my house for a week, I'd say you're staying for a week. But what about when you lived in my house for a summer? I was staying at your house for the summer. That's true. Well, and also, I mean, that's a little bit more like, because eh, that was like two months and we sort of had that find out. I was mm-hmm. working there, um, when you're working, doing stuff. and you know, <laughs> Working at my house. Whatever, whatever. You but were that, working. But that's, but that's not like... Hey, though my parents are out of town, can I say you? I need to say it's someone's place. I mean, to be fair, with the way that Marissa lives her life, she does just move into places for a week. It's mostly just a phrasing thing that like annoys me because it's definitely just heightening this thing where it's like, oh, so Marissa's like, oh, so Ryan, I guess I'm moving in, and Ryan's like, oh, oh, I guess you're moving in, moving in. Like, no, she's staying there for a week. Settle down, you teenagers. They are teenagers, though. Speaking of teenagers, and moving on to a better fl- plot, Zach and Seth just doing it. <laughs> I wrote down what? Zach is still a character. I honestly... Thought he was done. Yeah, which, I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> but just like Seth in the last episode, Zach, you came back? People never come back. Never come back. I did all expect him to stay in Italy forever. Or at least fade away after last episode. But turns out Zach's mom is making him donate 10 of his comic books to the charity. <laughs> and Seth, somehow becoming a sweet, sweet boy, is like, oh, well, how about I donate five of mine? And then you only have to donate five of yours. Well, Zach is his best friend because Ryan is his dad. Exactly. Which means he has a space for Zach to be his best friend. And so they're going to do it. And, and they, it's cute. <laughs> the best line, which is where Zach's like, it is for charity. And, and Seth's <laughs> like, yeah, so we'll share the profits. <laughs> Because it's Newport. Newport. Uh, this is where we uh, get to see the back and all the things that are being, um, being They've sold been donated. off. Trey's carrying all of these that, things. That woman's not hinting on him as much anymore, which sort of shocked me. She's just, like, showing off for her friends. <laughs> she doesn't actually want to sleep with a 16-year-old as far as she knows. He's 20. She doesn't know that. Yes, she does. How? Because he's 20. Because everybody in the show automatically knows everybody's age. That's true. He's still underage, though. No, he's not. He can't drink. No, he can't drink, but he's not like It's not illegal. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but it's not like um Julie Cooper and uh, uh Luke. And Luke. Oh Luke. Although I mean he might be twenty one. That's true. Like He could have had a birthday. Yeah. But more importantly, he sees the best thing that this young boy has ever seen in his entire life. 
it's hard to it's hard to figure out what exactly it is he's interested in about it, but it is a giant crystal egg from risky business, which is worth ten thousand dollars. Which that woman, she's like, mm, I guess it's a lot. Because he's like, it's a fortune. Yeah. That's a fortune. Which it is. That's a lot of money. And Trey is so sweet in this scene. There's, he's so impressed by it. He thinks it's so yeah. cool. Well, there's there's actually a lot of like weird, subtle, great moments that, that, that make... Man, Trey's arc in this episode is a very well-written thing. Because there's little moments like when he's carrying around, around an ottoman and he's like... Mm-hmm. And she's like, be careful with that. That's thousands of dollars. And he's like, then why is someone getting rid of it? And she's like, oh, it's ugly. And he's, he's like, like okay. What? And then he sees the, the, the egg, egg and he's, and like, he's so like, into it. That's a fortune. And she's like, hmm, I guess. Like, you can see why, like. Why he does what he does. Because he hate because he does not respect. I mean, he, respect is weird because, like, saying, like. He has a reason to respect these people. He has no. a reason to think that they're... Because they're not. They're doing and, a charity taking half the money. And he... They don't value anything he values. Yeah. Well, well he, like, and he... he thinks no one will ever miss it. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the fact that they're literally auctioning it off... No one would ever miss yeah, it. Yeah, spoiler alert. He's going to steal it. Like, that was not telegraphed. <sighs> <laughs> now you know why I love Trey so much. He's so tortured. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, it's pretty obvious he's going to do it. His eyes literally turn to dollar signs. They do the thing where they roll like a slot machine. Yeah. yeah it's a very weird take for this so show now, to do. There's some cute little hijinks where Seth is trying to pick which comic books to donate. And then they want to go play a video game. And they are going to get Trey so they can have a threesome. Yeah, and uh, Mar- Marissa arrives in the middle of this. She's staying in the pool house. Ryan doesn't know. Well, well, she, well she walks in and goes, all right, where do you want me? And, and, and uh, Kirsten goes, oh, that's a good point. Uh, and then apparently nobody in this house transfers information between each other. I mean, yeah, last episode no one knew Trey was staying. Because Ryan goes down to get Trey out of the pool so house. they can have their threesome. But instead, it's uh, Marissa, Marissa with her shirt changing. off. And she just keeps her shirt off. <laughs> well. She does she's... the same thing she did to Alex. This is her one move. Yep. Well, she... <laughs> she's like, <laughs> do you think she did on purpose? She's like, oh, Ryan's coming down. Better take my shirt off and show him my back. Yeah, I have one move when I'm hitting on people, and it's to sit next to them and put my feet on their chair rung. Whole oh, works every time. This is Marissa's one move. Does not work any time. It's a lot more forward as well. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, but the well, the only thing that I can come to about this, because we're talking about it like, why did they put Marissa in the pool house? Why is this the thing? Going back to, this is a few episodes, episodes ago, mm-hmm. when, Mar- when it was uh, Lindsay and Ryan. Kirsten's definitely punking Ryan, right? <laughs> Forever. Like when she, like when we we're like, oh, she definitely knows that Ryan and Lindsay are dating, and she just sort of being a jerk about it. She has to be like, oh, this would be funny. This would be so funny. I wouldn't even tell them that she's here. Because why would? Why didn't you just call up? Hey, Ryan, Marissa's here. Or she could say, hey, Ryan, Trey's moving his stuff into your room because Marissa's going to stay in the pool house. Yeah. What? Where is? Where is Kirsten right now? Did she just leave? Well, she's with Carter, I assume. <laughs> she she let Marissa in and sprinted out the house as fast <laughs> as possible. Which means she doesn't get the joy for anyway. Uh no, she she got the joy. She doesn't need to see the prank to know the prank happened. So in the middle of the night, and by the middle of the night I mean six AM, because they keep saying it's the middle of the night and it's always six AM. Yeah, and it's just early. Anyway. Ryan wakes up, he can't sleep. He has so many muscles. Why don't we see those more? <laughs> 
because this is still 2005 and they're not going for like you know they're like uh the eye candy it's true yeah so yeah ryan can't sleep he's thinking of boobs marissa covers up her boobs with her flannel she also can't sleep <laughs> marissa also can't sleep she's also thinking of boobs they're both just like oh boobs and in they head to get some cereal to stop thinking of boobs and they run into each other and ryan's like how's the pool house and marissa has the worst line ever which is weird the only other time i've slept in that bed i was with you once again marissa's definitely trying to play him Again, this is one of her one moves. Oh, yeah, which is reminding people <laughs> of the past. Yeah. Marissa, which she does, even when it doesn't make sense, which she's like, oh, you dated someone else? What was that like? Remember? Yeah, now they'll be. you dated me? Marissa has two moves. Show them your back. <laughs> and remind people of the past. <laughs> remind people of the past. <laughs> they're both not good. They both don't no, work. No, they're, they're terrible moves. <laughs> And yet she has so many spouses. No. No. <laughs> mm, no. Significant others. Um, no, she doesn't. Luke, Ryan, Alex, Bolivar, DJ. We can't really count Bolivar. She has more than anyone else on this show. I guess she does. I think, so it's, So the so with the most significant others, she has, let's count them out. Luke. Luke. Ryan. Ryan DJ, DJ. Alex. Alex. So four. Four. Uh, then there's Seth, who I guess has two. Two. Anna. No, nope, three. Sa- oh, yeah. Anna, Summer. Summer and uh, Alex. Yes. Uh, Ryan has three. Marissa, Teresa, Lindsay. Yeah. Oh, then- maybe he has four. Uh, remember the time that he almost slept with Seth's grandma? That doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> and Summer just has two, Seth and Zach. Yeah. And sweet boy Zach only has one. Well, he hasn't been on the show that long. I mean, he has two. He does have that lady. She's not real. Not that lady. Oh, The first that lady. lady. But they never kissed. <laughs> no, nah, but he really felt something. Oh. Uh, uh, which means, like, you know, she's not that far, like, off the average. That's true. I don't know why we're talking about this. Okay, so... They bond, and then in comes Trey doing some interrupting, and he knows he's interrupting. Well, he turns on the light like a normal human being. Yeah. And he's like, oh. R- Ryan and Marissa talked in the dark, eating, trying to eat cereal, and then Trey's like, Trey knows how to survive in a horror movie. If you see a light switch, yeah. you turn it on. He turns it on, and he's like, hey guys, I gotta go look for apartments, because <laughs> I've been kicked out of my pool house. And Marissa has a great idea, which is, oh... Alex moved out of her apartment. And of course it's just standing open because we're going to reuse that set. Well, and also, like, also Alex left her job. Yeah. So give him her job. Give him her apartment. <laughs> yeah, just make him the new Alex. It's fine. He can get a tattoo, one on his arm, which he already, he already has. has. Then he one on his lower back, back, which he might also have. We haven't seen it yet. Mm. Mm. He's got a butterfly. Anyway, he invites Ryan to go see Alex's house. Ryan has today. Ryan has to do fake pseudo charity business. Yep. So Marissa's gonna go. Yeah, she's gonna. And we're getting a lot of Trey and Marissa this episode, and it's delightful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we first have to see very quickly Seth and Ryan, where they're 
gossiping about stuff and well, taking photos. Seth's goff- gossiping. Ryan's like, I gotta carry stuff. Ryan's gotta get work done. And then Seth fooling around. He all He's taking all these sassy pictures of yeah. objects and he almost breaks the egg. That egg, let's be clear, that egg is $10,000. And they're just leaving it and out. It, and it's just placed on a rickety... Ottoman. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Not great. Anyway, it falls down. Ryan uses his slow-mo powers. His superhero powers to catch that egg. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the first signs we see him use his powers, which I guess are dive tackles. Well, dive tackle. Dive. Diving. He can dive. He can dive. He can dive punch. He can dive tackle. He can dive catch. Yeah, so he dives in and he catches it before it hits the ground. (sighs) Thank goodness. Which is just there so that he knows it exists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's going to come up. Uh, then we have a cute short scene where Sandy is now super into the decor. And yeah, those women did order hideous stuff. There's <laughs> well, like check tablecloths with like super ornate French themed centerpieces. Yeah, well, Ugh. I mean, when, when you give Sandy a job, Sandy does the job. Even, even if it's something we know about, one thing we know about Sandy, even if it's not his job, he tries to do it very, very well. He will do everything as right <laughs> as he can. Doesn't matter if it's not in what his law actually is. Remember how much he tried to save Rebecca? Which even is, though he had no skills. Which is real estate law. No. I mean, he's doing the low-income housing, though. Yeah, he's a um, he's like a criminal defense lawyer. But wh- how? What does that do with the low-income housing? Well, he's just doing stuff for the people who are. So because he's yeah. criminal defense and he deals with low-income populations, yeah. he's trying to give it back to them. Okay, but I thought he was actually doing like law stuff oh i'm sure that. he's doing research for it but yeah he's not a real estate lawyer well i mean that's why i'm co- so Although confused he did also do environmental law for a while in season one yeah aaron he does whatever laws the law that needs justice he does <laughs> okay okay he was uh what's the thing where you're poor and they give you a lawyer that's what he did you don't have a lawyer they give yeah, public you one defender. yeah he was public defender yeah but that's what he was when he went ryan and then he changed it every single week well, anyway, Carter's also there, and he's getting a longer beard. Yes, and Sandy loves Carter. Yeah. And Carter loves Sandy. <laughs> yeah. And Kirsten hates all of this. Yeah, they're going to run away together. Because Kirsten also loves Carter. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but Carter <laughs> is trying not to love Kirsten. So hard. He's trying so hard. He's trying so hard. Because, he, man, Sandy and and him and... And Sandy is finally going to have another friend. After Jimmy moved away. Hmm. Uh, so uh, Trey uh, uh, sees Alex's place and it's all cleared out. It, he's, it seems good, but he cannot afford the $3,000 that is first month's rent, last month's rent, and damage deposit. Yeah. Which, to be fair, that is expensive rent. That's a lot. And that apartment is not – well, I mean, it's, it, it's like a TARDIS. It's bigger than you think it is. Yes. There's a lot to that apartment. And Trey is There's still... There's got to be more than one bedroom in there, right? Yeah, he, sh- he could get a roommate. Yeah. Anyway, he's sorrowful. And Marissa sees his sorrow and is like, well, you know, Trey's pretty good at building stuff. How she knows that? He's just going to figure it out. <laughs> she, she assumes. Yeah. As guy looks like a worker. He's poor. He probably did construction, just like Ryan. <laughs> Look how poor this man is. He probably does so many work. He knows how to change a tire. He knows how to use a sledgehammer. And he's like, I know how to use a hammer. And then Marissa's like, maybe he just does work around the complex. And then I guess he lives there for free. Um, they say in the weirdest way possible, but essentially he would hire, be hired on to be the manager. And then I think he would still have to pay, but not have to do all the deposits. 
I mean, they would come Maybe. to a deal, yeah. effectively. Yeah, yeah. But he, but he, that would also get him a job because he'd be the manager of the apartment. Yeah, it would tick all the boxes. Yeah, they just say it in the weirdest way ever because she's like, he could just help you out and and they train a super sexual. like yeah, and train a super sketchy way. He's like, yeah, I could be your guy. And, and you know, Trey means he's going to use a hammer on knees. <laughs> yeah, and this landlord who looks like he could be real sketchy is like really seems like he's really straight up really genuine guy he's like oh yeah you know what i'll give you a call i'll look into that and i'll give you a call tonight and we see him later he still seems pretty straight up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. uh we do uh, head back quickly to the uh to the fake charity yeah where zach is helping seth photograph the comic books and it's very very cute and then they meet carter and we learn why carter's in this episode carter has become obsessed <laughs> With, with Kirsten's family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, so your mom says you have a comic book. And then Zach's like, not anymore. And then Seth's like, well, I mean, I've drawn I, I've drawn a whole bunch of them. I've drawn 12 or 13 issues. And the cutter's like, that could be a graphic novel. I'm like, yeah, it could be a graphic yeah. novel. <laughs> and then the most infuriating part of this episode comes up. I don't know, I don't know what you think, but I dislike it so much. It makes no sense. And it doesn't track with what we saw on the valentine's day episode it doesn't track with a lot of stuff so carter is now really interested in helping um (laughs) i mean carter seems like he's a nice guy honestly he just he wants he's he's heard that um seth is an artist and he wants to help him he wants to pass it along yeah and to be fair like carter had a zine when he was young he had a self-published magazine so it actually does kind of make sense yeah this this tracks more than that random like Wildstorm thing <laughs> where they're just like, yeah, these you know these kids. Anyway, uh, he's like, yeah, you you should do that. And Zach and Seth are like, oh well, maybe we could. But then Seth's like, well, there's one thing, well, there's one problem we have, and, and it's summer. It's summer because I guess summer has forbidden the boys to ever talk or think about their comic book again. Why? That's such a jerk move to do. And when. And why does she matter in this? Yeah, she has nothing to do with it. She, yeah, she, like, what I thought it was, I thought that Zach and Seth wrote it, and Seth drew it. I thought that was the idea. Yeah, and Summer was just, like, the talker, well, which she never actually did any I talking. never understood why she was there at all. She was there because she was dating Zach. So... Seth goes to ask permission to do a graphic novel, and she's like, if you dare talk about the comic book again, I'm going to burn you to the she's ground. She's hyper-aggressive about it. And I feel so bad because this is Seth's dream. And later she kind of tries to justify it by being like, well, it caused problems between us. It wrecked all of our friendships. It was uncomfortable. No, that was Seth. Yeah. (laughs) And now that Seth has you. Yeah. He's not going to do that because, as you know, Zach is an angel. Yeah. Zach Zach will be fine. Zach just like – if there's one thing – a few things to know about Zach. And there's one thing specifically – he really wants to do this book with Seth. He really believes in Seth. He really likes this story. And I really want this to happen, not even for Seth. For, for Zach, Zach. Because he just wants to hang out with his friend and, he wants and to make, make a art. comic book. And, like, it's so hard to make a comic book. And, like, miracle of <laughs> miracles, they get a second chance. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, uh, oh, man. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, Kevin, I was 
going to go to yoga today and then I was going to drink Diet Coke because I had just done yoga and then the snow came. The snow came yesterday. The snow continued today and it took me an hour to drive to the McDonald's by my house. That was which one is block away. One block away. It took you an hour to drive a block. Legitimately one block. And I couldn't I couldn't even turn around before then. And go home because there was nowhere to turn. <laughs> you, you did what I did when I drive to Sate, except for yours makes a little bit more sense because I got to Sate and decided to go home. Oh, I turned around as soon as I could. And then I was like, I give up. And I called my work and I was like, I left my house an hour ago. I'm already late. I am three minutes away from my home. Yeah. I'm going home. Yeah. For those who don't know, uh, we here in Calgary got a uh, freak October storm. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it broke the records by that day by like 10. Yeah, it was a lot of snow. Like we got 10. like 40 centimeters, I think, over yeah, two Yeah, and days. I think the previous record was four. <laughs> so. So, yeah. So, because the snow came, I decided instead to do a different kind of self-care that involves not leaving my house <laughs> and drink some wine instead. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Oh, nope. It's over. Erin is currently trying to find the bottle she put down. I do not know how much she's had of this wine. Not that much. There you go. But usually I put my bottles by my microphone stand. <laughs> I don't okay. know. It's because the microphone wasn't set up. You don't usually have a bottle, though. Usually you drink cans. That's true. <laughs> anyway, I got the Whatchamacallit Red. Now, this is the fancy house brand from both Earl's and Joey's, which are restaurants here in Canada and in some parts of the northern United States. Yeah. This bottle of wine cost me $13. Okay. If I were to buy a six ounce glass of this wine yeah. during happy hour on sale at Earl's yeah. that six ounce glass would cost me nine dollars so that what you're saying is that it's always better to buy in bulk it's always better to not buy wine buy the glass in a restaurant <laughs> that is the biggest ripoff known to man <laughs> these are just hints from hints from Aaron hints from Aaron one time server well long time server but Kevin, would you like some of my just as good but significantly cheaper wine? No, this is your uh, your unwinding day. You tried to go to work. You instead went instead went past the McDonald's and decided I'm going home. I went home, which I can I can very much appreciate. Sometimes you just give up. Sometimes you just give up and you just use a vacation day. <laughs> You're just like it's fine. this literally is not worth it. And there's was, a lot of people today who did not decide that, and then there were, like, over 150 accidents. Yeah, guys, snow. Some, you know you know what? Sometimes when you don't have the winter tires, you just got to gotta make a call. Make a call that you're not going to go out and smash your car into something. Here's some impor- important advice for life. You can always leave. You can always stay home. I know we have at least, like, a, a, one listener... Who's in like the southern hemisphere? So maybe you don't have snow, but it's pretty bad here. It's pretty bad. Cold, cold sand that falls from the sky. Okay, people know what snow is, Aaron. <laughs> I worked with people from India. They know what snow is. Trey gets the apartment. How exciting! Yeah. But then the landlord calls back. Well, he he said he would. No, no, I, I think he tells him he gets to the apartment, and then he goes back, and he's like, uh... No, 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 we saw the end of that conversation, Trey, because he, he said, 
all right, I'll check up on this. Trey just got overexcited. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, we, because we saw the end of the conversation. The end of the conversation was, I'll give you a call. I'll look into it. I'll think about it. I'll give you a call tonight. I thought this was a second phone call for some reason. I was like, you no. are dashing that boy's hopes. Anyway, he ran a background check and. He's too much of a risk to be the manager, which honestly, because he just got out of jail for stealing things. And hasn't had any job since then. And he would be essentially given the keys to everybody's apartment. Fair. I can see why he would be like, look, I can't just give you a manager position. But you can still have the place. And, all, and you know, you sort of get the impression that if Trey, like, earned his trust. Yeah, he might be like, all right, let's give you a... Um, but, you know, he... Like He's going to hold the place. He's not going to show it. He's not going to offer it to anyone for 24 hours. Once again, this landlord, who remember when we, last time we heard of the landlord was from Alex being like, we owe the landlord money. Don't open the door. Like, this guy's a real straight up dude. I like the idea of him coming up to Alex's apartment and be like, hey, Alex, uh, look, I know, oh man, I know you're having a rough time. And I know I feel feel real bad for that. But Uh, it's the 10th of the month. I got to get the rent from you. And Alex is like, f*** you. I'm going to have to censor that. (laughs) (laughs) But she would. She would. (laughs) Um, So our poor boy Trey lies to Ryan and is like, yeah, yeah, everything's fine. But Marissa overheard everything. (laughs) Well, Marissa. Because she was eavesdropping (laughs) on the phone. Marissa made a dedicated choice to not hang up. (laughs) Like, that's... So, yeah, because Trey picked up another line. You know what you do. You hear something at the other line, you hang up. Marissa was just like... Let's see where this goes. <laughs> so following this up, it is again the middle of the night, a.k.a. 6 a.m. <laughs> and Ryan realizes that Trey is not in bed. Ryan can't sleep because of, I assume, boobs. He's thinking of boobs. <laughs> and then he's thinking of his brother. And then he's like, these two shall never mix. <laughs> what, about, what about my? What about that, that other boob, Trey? <laughs> and Trey is coming back into the house. Because he was definitely out stealing that glass egg. Oh, no. He was putting up drywall because drywall has to dry before you can paint it. That's why you put it up at 5 a.m. And Ryan's like, oh. <laughs> Ryan's like, this is the worst lie I've ever been told. And Seth has lied to me. You, you know I work construction, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, Trey decides to bring Marissa breakfast. Because he's a nice boy. And he's he, nice, yeah. He looks at her. He knows she does not eat bagels. <laughs> So, so he brings her, like, a fancy breakfast. And she's awkward AF for, like, a very short period of time until she's like, I eavesdrop. I know! I know the truth. And you better not screw this up or it'll hurt Ryan. You lied to him. And Trey's like, I didn't lie. I'm going to figure it out. I just don't want to crush his dreams. And in Trey's head, he's like, I already stole the egg. I already stole the egg. I already it's stole fine. the egg. And then she's like, I'll give you $3,000. And he's like, I don't need help. I'm Trey. I mean, this is exactly what they're talking about. He's very proud. He's so prideful. And that, honestly, I can see that makes sense. It sucks being, like, handed out things. Also, to have a 16-year-old who has never worked a job ever give you $3,000? Yeah, no, that sucks. Yeah. If if Marissa gave me anything, I would hate it. (laughs) She gave me vodka, I'd be mad. If I I ever met Marissa and she was like, do you want a Tic Tac? I'd be like, No! I buy my own Tic Tacs. I can, I'll get the orange Tic Tacs because I think they taste better. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here, Marissa. You're drunk. So then we have a cute scene where Seth suggests that he and Zach should get into baseball cards instead of comic books. And he bought a whole bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. And Zach's like, oh, I see through everything you're doing. 
also, Carter set up a meeting for us. And well, like, well, no, no, he didn't say that. Carter appears oh, yeah, Carter at their appears. house. Carter appears, that's right. Yeah, at the first point, first Zach is like, after, it's like, oh, you talked to Summer. And it's just like, yeah, Zach's like, all right, find baseball cards. And they yeah. have their gum. But then there's Carter. Then Carter has apparated at their house. Yeah, where did he come from? What Holding card did he Holding a comic take? book in his hand, which He's... does not come up in the conversation. Because it's not their comic book. No, he just has it. I thought he'd be like, I like comic books too. Look, an adult can like comic books. Instead, he just holds it. <laughs> and he's like, I set up a meeting. They're into your graphic novel. Well, and... he, actually, they have no idea. He just oh, says yeah. that he know his he assistant knows guy. That's right. works on a graphic novel company. He got them a meeting. Which, once again, this makes way more sense than Wildstorm. Because mm-hmm. he was like, hey, guys, so <laughs> there's a woman I'm working with, her kid. Look, look Just look at, the, look at the graphic novel. Whatever. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll take a meeting. But then Seth, because because once Summer again, Summer. is like, I can't, I can't. And then Zach's like, I mean, as far as I hear in this conversation, you only talked to her about a graphic novel. You didn't talk, or no, you only talked to her about a comic book. You didn't talk about a graphic novel, so you're not really doing anything wrong. Yeah, they do that whole thing where where, where they're like, well, technically this is right. And I'm just almost like, Seth, because Seth is super weird, like, what if I lose Summer? I'm like, Seth, you are 16 years old, and you've been given three separate opportunities to make a comic book. I am someone who is literally, like, trying very, very hard mm-hmm. to make a career of writing and to watch... I know, as an artist who, This like... is infuriating to me. I hate Summer and I hate Seth in this episode. Yeah, no one's handing us opportunities like that. Yeah, I hate Summer for essentially being such a jerk to someone because this... Yeah, yeah, Seth doesn't talk about every single time, but this is clearly, like, his dream. Same mm-hmm. with Zach. And she has, at a time, loved both these people. And they're cool with each other. They have come to peace. Yeah, this is literally just Summer being like, I don't... Uh, comic books are stupid, and you should be paying attention to me. No, this is Summer not understanding hopes and yeah, dreams. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Summer doesn't understand dreams. All of her things are nightmares. So then we have a short scene where Marissa is looking for something to sell at her house so that she can give money to Trey. Yeah. And she finds something. It's a tea set. And then we learn something awesome about Summer. Summer is not just into the valley. She's also really into... Antiques Roadshow. And it can apparently get that information, like, take that information, absorb it, and utilize it. So she sees that... Marissa finds a silver tea set. Yeah. And Summer just spews a ton of information about it. And is like, oh yeah, it's worth this amount. Because she saw a stamp on the bottom. Yeah. My... If every episode has at least one moment where Summer reveals a new ability or skill she has, I will be eternally happy. Like, I want I want her to be what, um, in D&D is called, like, the skill mule or the skill monkey, which <laughs> is the person who just has skills. And I just want to be, be like, oh, man, we need to pick this lock. And she's like, well, here we go. Fortunately. Uh, We've think, already had that, yeah. and she couldn't do it. But like, like we <laughs> we need a hot wire car. Here come, here she comes. Or we need to. She just learns from her events, so now she can pick a lock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's like Taskmaster from Spider Man. Perfect. <laughs> she has uh, whatever the memory thing is, muscle memory. So then we have an adorable scene where Ryan is trying tying Trey's tie for him, and Trey's like, oh, "I don't need help." And Ryan's like, "Yeah, you do. It's Newport." Yeah. Also. I might punch someone. Someone might punch me. We don't know. Look, things are going to go crazy tonight. I'm just going to tell us right now. There's no way this is going to go by without some sort of incident. Ma- mainly Trey cleans up well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Then and it's the auction. Well, it, it's the auction. It's the auction. Yeah, it's the party. Yeah. So short scene. Summer over here is Zach and Seth getting all excited about the graphic novel. <laughs> And she begrudgingly gives in. Yeah, she really makes it about her for a while. But if they make her life hard, she will burn this house to the ground. And I'm like, Seth, break up with Summer, run away with Zach, and make a comic book. You can just have a real good platonic love on the beaches of San Diego. Like, man, Seth, Seth and Summer's relationship takes huge, like, me being like, yeah, me being like, come on. Yeah, sometimes they sacrifice the characters in expensive drama. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we do get a, a quick bit where Marissa comes in with a tea set and Kirsten is visibly shocked by it. She side-eyes that and has feelings. Yeah. Then Ryan is, like, really unsure but hopeful that Trey's going to be okay until... <laughs> he starts making sure that they get all the items out. He finds the Polaroid for the crystal egg, but he finds no crystal egg. Well, clearly... Then what... he sees the Polaroids are typed to, typed to all the other objects. I mean, this makes no sense. Trey, like, clearly Trey just picked up the egg and left with it. Why didn't he take the Polaroid or the tag? Both the tag and the Polaroid are there. Because if he had just taken that, people would have assumed the person changed their mind or, or something, anything. Anything else happened. Instead, yeah. it's like, oh, clearly Trey stole the egg. So Ryan immediately goes to Marissa and he's like, I had such high hopes, but he stole the egg. Why would he steal the egg? <laughs> then we learn that not only did Trey steal the egg, he's already sold it. And he's gotten $10,000. To who? Who bought that egg? Yeah, it makes no sense. And when we meet them, it makes even less sense. We just, here's the thing. Here's the thing, audience. We just have to accept it from this point forward. He, Everything that's going to happen, it's already happened. He knows some creeper layabouts who sold him, who gave him $10,000 for a crystal egg. And let's be clear. He, he definitely sold it, like, the night that... Oh, yeah, he took it and sold it. <laughs> yeah, so he was like, hey, guys, I have access to an egg. It's 5 a.m. You want a crystal... You want a glass egg? Tom Cruise! Ooh, come on, risky business. So, anyway, Trey overhears Ryan telling Marissa. Marissa tells Ryan that Trey didn't get the apartment. Yeah. Ryan's like, I gotta call the cops. And Trey's like... Or we could just get the egg back. I have all the money. And Ryan's like, I will get the egg back. You stay here. Yeah. This is garbage. So then we um separate. We're going to do this in a weird way because we separate and we have all these intercuts. And essentially, there's a bunch of different – well, there's two different parts that we keep on it cutting Going between. back and forth. Though I'm going to count Sandy as his own a little bit. So I did make notes of each scene. So maybe we'll just do them in short things. Yeah. Uh, but the, Sandy but, loves to MC. Yeah, he roasts as he talks. Uh, Marissa and uh, Summer have the plan to stall, which I don't quite get what they're going to do. So they appoint themselves as Sandy's assistants. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Seth and Ryan go to get the egg. Seth really tries to come along, and we do have some fun hijinks where Ryan throws the keys at him, and Seth doesn't even move his arms. <laughs> doesn't even react. And then he's like, no, I'll catch the keys next time. And the real Bantry, very cute. Ryan talks more in this scene than he does in the rest of the show. Yeah. Uh, then we, we see more of Marissa and Summer stalling, uh, though they're not really. It's unclear what they're doing. <laughs> they're just doing stuff. I think they're there for an emergency, I guess. I guess. I, I, essentially, they back-ended their stalling. They should have been stalling all along. Yeah. But they're not. They're just being – it's like they forgot, and now they're just having fun. They're just like – wait. <laughs> so they're waiting to see the crystal – egg and then to stall then but really they just need to make everything dry out but they don't figure that out yeah yeah once again i think they just forgot and they're like this is fun <laughs> at one point marissa's like oh this is so much fun what we're we doing again and summer's like oh we're stalling for the egg oh dang oh no <laughs> so then the teapot is auctioned off kirsten buys it marissa's a little or bit five thousand like, dollars about that i mean sandy's even more ooh about that 
And then the time is coming for the egg. We 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 get we they actually get to the location. Actually, it's crazy. The the egg supposed to coming supposed to be coming up like and now time for the egg. And they just arrive at the house. Yeah, like Summer's auctioning off her shoe. It's vintage. Because Sandy said it's from 1984, and Summer was like, oh, my shoes. Oh, uh, yeah. There's one they're just doing stuff. And a man buys the shoes. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. So then they're at the house, and Kevin and I are both separately like, who are these people? Well, Why did they buy the egg? Well, one's a dude, and the other is Hopper. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the other is, uh, I can't remember his name. He's, he's going to be a uh, Hellboy. But it's definitely him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so these guys have a bunch it's, of stolen stuff. from Stranger Things, yeah. so I should say that. These men have a bunch of stolen stuff, obviously, in their house. But the crystal egg very much stands out. Yeah. So then Seth has a great plan, a summer camp plan, where he knocks on the door and he's like, Hello, I'm from the movie Preservation Society, and I hear you have an egg. Yeah. An egg I would be interested in. Yep. So Seth distracts while Ryan steals, which is so this definitely was cut for time because they they get there and they don't even attempt to try to buy it. They're just like, look, this clearly is not going to work. Let's just do it this way. So then uh, Ryan grabs the egg. They're going to just straight up kill Seth. <laughs> and so Ryan's like, oh, shoot, got to stop that. Uh, they're they're outside. They're chasing them. They're chasing them around. Ryan rears back and football throws the egg. And remember, and s- remember how Seth, remember earlier Seth was throwing the keys. He didn't even react to that. But this time Ryan's like, heads up, because all Seth needs is a heads up. <laughs> and he catches that crystal egg. Yeah, and then Ryan punches the man out. Like, full on. <laughs> leaves <laughs> him the, the $10,000. Because Ryan is a person with morals. Yeah, he, he's the sort of thing that, like, in, in the, not the apocalypse, like, in the, some sort of, like, bad situation, he would steal from a store and then give them money. To be fair, if he didn't leave the $10,000, they would definitely come after Trey. Yeah, at least. But would they know where to find Trey? Uh, they, they figure something they out. Anyway. At least in this one, they might just be like, all right, straight loss. Yeah, it's it's wrapped up. <laughs> Whatever, no loose ends. But now they have to drive back. So some more fun hijinks. <laughs> Summer auctions off Trey and uh, Zach. Zach. Yeah, Zach, who's just being roped into this, who has no idea what's going on. See, and this would have been a perfect place for a bidding war over Trey. Well, I mean, just but that one woman puts in the bid, and that's it. That's all we see. Yeah, and I wanted more of those women loving Trey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, at the last possible second. Well, I mean, Summer and Marissa come up with another idea, which is instead of having a silent auction, they're having a blind auction. Yeah. Which is they don't see the item. And everyone in the audience is like, yeah, sure, whatever. And so they do it. And I mean, like, uh, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. You get the description. Yeah. You know what it is. You know how it's going to work. And if they don't get it, like, you sue them or something. Yeah. Anyway, the egg makes it there on time. Yeah. The woman who wins it is... Very young and very delighted. She really loves risky business. Great. <laughs> but <sighs> it's it's a success. Unfortunately, and, Sandy is a magic man. And he knows. Well, <laughs> because of course because he of knows. Of course he knows. These kids are morons. <laughs> he's just looking around. He's just trying his best to keep his show together. And he goes up to his boys and he's like, Again, when you have problems, just tell me. Stop the hijinks. I assume this is Trey related. And the boy's like, "Mm." (laughs) You know all the things that I've done to help you. I'm going to go now. Just let me help you. 
you dumb, dumb boys. But then we move over to Trey and Marissa, and we know that Trey has earned $400 from selling himself. And then Marissa's like, well, you know, you need to accept help. And he's like, I can't. Ryan will never forgive me. And she's like, oh. Sorry, I was thinking about the mind. Technically, they didn't earn enough. Right, they they're, uh, they're very close. Right. Yeah, like, they're like a hundred bucks off. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it's three thousand. She sold the thing for five thousand. I mean, she's two hundred fifty. He got four hundred. Yeah, they're and to be fair, off. he says that's like three thousand dollars. So yeah. it could be. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're, yeah. they're good. Anyway, yeah. So Trey wanted to do it on his own, which once again, fair enough. Like this is a logical. I know it, it makes sense, and you're yeah. like, yeah, he doesn't want help from his little brother. But he did, he did mess up real badly. Yeah. But this is Ryan Atwood, and Ryan Atwood <laughs> is going to forgive his big brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we get a small moment where we learn that the T set is Kirsten's mom's. Chris <laughs> is like, I would have just given it to you. <laughs> like, okay, Kirsten. Uh, bye. And Kirsten's like, it's fine. Charity is good. <laughs> Even a pseudo charity. I thought it was gone forever. And really, she gave it to double charity. One went to real charity, and one went to Trey. Yeah, double yeah. charity. Double secret charity. <laughs> double secret charity, pseudo charity. <laughs> uh, we get a little bit where Ryan and Marissa debrief. It's just some time with the episode, yeah. really. Marissa's they do what we do, but less funny. The money. <laughs> and then they almost kiss their lips. They're so close. They're oh, so no, close. No, they don't. Nowhere close. They're never going to kiss. They're they just kiss. stare at each other. They were going to kiss. You're making it seem like they're like they're like like right up right up to like the amount. They're just staring at each other. Then Marissa gets a phone call. It's Julie Cooper. She's coming back. No, she has. Oh, came she is back. back. That's right. She. She has come back from Europe. She'll be there in half an hour to pick Marissa up. So Marissa better go pack. Now, I really, really hope that has some sort of continuation. Because it's been a day. Because what nonsense is that? Who? Well, Kevin, and if we where's Caleb? Pick... Is Caleb coming back too? If we didn't have this phone call, then there would be no future plot because everything's wrapped up. <laughs> but it's still dumb. I think they could have just... I don't know. This is our cliffhanger, so we come back from Riverdale. I don't care about this cliffhanger. It's for us. No. You and me specifically. No. Maybe. No. I presume that Caleb, you know, Julie thought, oh, it'll be so fun on vacation. Then Caleb the entire time was like, so you did porn, huh? (laughs) See, I get to decide what we have for dinner because I didn't do porn. (laughs) No, I picked the wine because one person at this table did porn and one person didn't. Unfortunately, I sort of feel like what's going to happen is they're going to get back and Julie's going to, like, throw it off in a one-away line. And then they're just going to continue on with another storyline. Because they just needed uh, Julie and Caleb gone for one day. But they didn't want to time skip a, a week, I guess. Maybe something really important has to happen next ep- episode. But <sighs> I thought... had to follow the party. Yeah. We could have done this episode over a week. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you have a lot more build up to like Trey and the Crystal. Yeah, they could have spent more time at the event, like moving things, and Trey is always looking at it. Yeah, they, they could have done a cool thing where it's like beginning of the week, we learn what the end of the week is going to be. Yeah. And then it ends, and it's like, oh, nothing happened between Ryan and Marissa, but there are so many close calls. But it's literally been like two days. Yeah. 
So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic went to Europe for a week-long trip only to return six days too early as drama? I did. And my CW moment is actually one we already discussed, but I kind of flagged it earlier. And it's the hijinks around who lives where, because it makes no GD sense that Marissa lives in the pool house. No, let's be honest. Whenever a kid comes to that house, they go to the big wheel of rooms, and Kirsten gives it a spin. But unfortunately, the pool house is just the biggest one. It's like they're different wedges. It's not, the, mm, it's not an even chance. The wedge chance. is a different size. Yeah, the pool house is the biggest. Kirsten and, and uh, Sandy's room is on there, just very small. But remember when Haley came there and she moved herself into the pool house and then Christian was like, ah, no, Ryan lives in the well, pool house. Well, it's because she hadn't spun the wheel yet. She's like, what are you doing? You need to spin the wheel. And he's like, I've never spun this wheel before. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new thing we're adding in. The more kids who live here, the more wheels we spin. <laughs> Round and around the wheel goes. Where you'll sleep, nobody knows. Guest room. There's <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> a one sliver that just says by the pool. <laughs> Oh, it's like it's like bankrupt on Jeopardy. Like, oh, that's unfortunate. You're sleeping by the pool. You mean the pool house? No. no. On a lounger. We'll give you a towel. It's fine. <laughs> if you have cooked breakfast, you got to spin again. <laughs> that's why Trey's always cooking breakfast. He wants, he wants to... to get back into the pool house. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Yeah. He's like, so we're going to spin again today? Of course you do, Trey. Ah, oh, back on the guest room. <laughs> yeah, Floor. <back>. Well... <laughs> That's, that was a secondary spin between him and, and Ryan. Him and of Ryan. Course. This house is full of spins. Well, I guess I technically have to take my CW moment back. No, nah, it's fair. But Kevin, <laughs> did you find one? Um, I did. It's a very small moment, and it's more of like a CW, not really a storyline, but it's it's a weird thing that this episode decided to do that maybe might get picked up on, but I don't feel like it is. It's that tea set. Why did that tea set have to be Kirsten Moms? And why was it hidden? Well, like, it it, it feels like this could be a thing. That, like, Cable will come back and he'll see it. But it was introduced in such a... Not in a way that this, that this show introduces things. Maybe? Like, it, like, if this is something that comes up big later, this would be a very clever way of doing it. But the thing is that this show has not set up that it does things in such a way. Although they do sometimes lay seeds and then pick up storylines a lot later. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering if it maybe dovetails a bit with Julie. It probably won't, but with Julie coming back early. Maybe. Like, maybe Caleb is going to realize <laughs> how much he loved his first wife and that he doesn't love Julie. And Maybe. But, like... Maybe th- it's kicking off something this, like that? This, this feels more like a how I met your mother way of seeding things where they do something in one episode to seed in for later. The OC really has a habit of, of seeding things in the same episode they appear in, yeah. which, is, which we sometimes make fun of because Riverdale is in a very ham fisted way where they seed very important things in the same episode. <laughs> but like if this episode ended with Caleb coming home and seeing the, seeing the tea set and there it was, I'd be more like, this seems like a... That would be very OC. This would be very OC. Because they love to hang and things on, like, you know, meaningful looks and cliffhangers. And... Like when Sandy was like, Rebecca's dead. And then Rebecca was like, hello, Sandy. Yeah, exactly. Episode. Yeah. But but just having essentially, like, let's, let's think of the um, storyline of that tea set. 
Marissa goes to the basement. Marissa pulls off a sheet. A, a sheet, not a sheath. Mm-hmm. She unsheaths the sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, she pulls off a sheet. Uh, Summer's like, ooh, this tea set's pretty expensive. We can sell this. Marissa's like, great. Tea set goes to the, goes to the auction. Kirsten sees it. Later, Kirsten buys it. Then Kirsten puts it down on a table and goes, this was my mom's. And then Marissa's like, okay. And then they move on. She does specifically say, I thought it was lost forever. My dad was never one for tea. Yeah. So I think there's some weight in that. Yeah, maybe. It it still feels like a weird... It, it, might, it might honestly be that they just, they just couldn't figure out another way to get it in. Well, and it might not be the tea set. It just might be we're on to a series of episodes about Kirsten's mom. I almost thought they will like... It was going to reveal that there are, like, Caleb crimes in there. <laughs> Caleb is done with crime. Nah, there's, like, cocaine in there. Caleb is not a cocaine criminal. Not Kevin. a very good cocaine criminal. He is not Hiram Lodge. He does not know there's cocaine in there. Or Clifford Blossom. <laughs> He's like, what, there's cocaine? I'm such a good criminal. Let's be real. He's no Papa Blossom. <laughs> Well, that's where we'll be leaving the OC for a little bit. Uh, Ryan and Marissa are in a weird not relationship. No, weird not relationship relationship. They're they're definitely dating, but they don't want to say it because they don't want to touch hands or something. Uh, Seth, Seth and Summer are doing fine. Seth and Zach have a sweet, sweet future full of the glory that Carter gives to them. <laughs> Car- Carter really likes to help people. I mean, that's hey, if you're a successful artist, you. Like, it's sort of on you to, like, help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, help people. Give people a hand up. And not just people who you're obsessed with their family. <laughs> Carter. Though, I mean, to be fair, Seth is very devoted to... And, like, if, if there's someone who you want to be like, hey, let's see if their work is any good, it's someone who's devoted. Mm-hmm. Like, like he walks up and like, hey, you do a comic book. And he's like, hey, do you have any done? He's like, oh, yeah, I have 11 to 13 issues. And he's just been like, doing it alone. Yeah, Carter's like... Okay, like, like that'd be insane to be like. So you like, like it's it's very very close to being done at the very least. Yeah, like you you can at least give that kid a chance, like to meet someone. That's all he did. He gave him a chance to mm-hmm. meet someone. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sandy and Kirsten are doing fine. Kirsten's having weird feelings for Carter. Carter is trying really hard not to have them for Kirsten. And Kirsten might also be having some weird feelings related to her past. Maybe. And Julie Cooper is Julie Coopering. <laughs> Julie Cooper has decided to come back from Europe six days early. Hmm? I presume... Yeah, they said they went for a week, so it's six well, days. Well, no, no. I, I, this show has given me enough faith that I presume that it's going to be next episode's thing. Oh, yeah. Julie Cooper's going to Julie Cooper everywhere. Yeah. Like, that is a setup for, like, oh, man, she came back for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. funny the way that it got set up. <laughs> Julie Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, it's funny that she's like, she's here now. Because that means Julie Cooper, like, she had the plan. Yeah, she was literally there for like 12 hours. And yeah. I was like, nope. And then she flew back and she's like, I am I am driving towards you right now. She is coming straight from the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like if, our, if our parents went away for like a while and then all of a sudden we're just like, I'm back in town. I'll see you in half an hour. I'd be like... What? No. <laughs> I got stuff I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, too bad we're not 16. Also true. Also true. Also true. Well, hey, uh, that's the OC. Next week is Riverdale. Season three, Season... episode one. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. It's 
coming. It's coming fast. Riverdale, watch. <laughs> watch out for that Riverdale. It's going to sneak up on you. Yeah. Uh, like a river. <laughs> like, like the flood we talked about last yeah, episode. Like, yeah, like a river does. Like how a river sneaks up on you. All right. Well, if you want to hear us, uh, every, if you whatever I was going to say, if you like this and if you... You're enjoying it, and I'm way out of it right Just now. Just do the social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. It's Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. Thank you, Aaron. You can also email us. That's at Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA at gmail.com. Also, we love it when you give us ratings, reviews, subscriptions. You can use Apple Podcasts or whatever your podcaster of choice is. And Kevin is not allowed to say anything else this episode. We love you. Kevin has a book. Why is Julie returning so early from Europe? Will Zack and Seth finally achieve their comic book dreams? How will Archie Andrews prove his innocence? Answers to at least one of these questions next time on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast. <laughs>